0: Alright, we are on 33a, Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph, and we are at the Mishnah. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 lines down in the middle sized lines. Okay. Maskirin Gevuros, Geshamim, B'Tchiyas HaMesim. We mention the strength of the rain in the blessing of Tchiyas HaMesim, the blessing of the resurrection of the dead. Which is the second blessing of the Amidah, and we add in about the strength of the rain, which is Mashiv Haruach Umarid ha-goshem. Um During the winter months, we add this in. Again, the words Mashiv Haruach, God who causes the wind to blow, Umarid Hageshem and brings down the rain. Beverchas hashanim. And then we, again, during the winter months, we request for rain in the blessing of the years which is uh, one of the middle blessings of the Shemona Esri. Baruch Hashem, blessed are you God, Hashanim, who blesses the years, and it starts with Baruch Aleinu. So that's where we add in a request for rain, um, which is the same Tal, Umatar Livracha, God, please give, dew and rain as a blessing. Okay, Havdalah Bechonin Hadas, and then on Saturday nights, we add in our, uh, a Havdalah, little Havdalah prayer, Havdalah being the prayer that we say at the end of Shabbat to separate from the holy and the, and the, and the mundane. Um, and that is what we, we add in a Havdalah prayer into the Amidah and the blessing of Chone and Hada'as, which is, or the God being the, the provider of wisdom and knowledge. And um, we, we say that is the fourth bracha, fourth blessing of Shmona Esre, and we add in Havdalah into that blessing. Rabbi Akiva, Omer Rabbi Akiva says, bifne atzma. You don't add in Havdalah into the blessing, the fourth blessing, into Chonin Hadas. Rather, Havdalah becomes the fourth blessing and it is, becomes its own blessing. So on that day, Saturday nights, you'd end up having 20 blessings to your Shemona Esrei, not the usual 19. Um, so it's, that's he's arguing with the sages. And Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, you actually add in the Havdalah blessing into Hoda'ah, which is the which is the um, thank you prayer that starts off as, you know, how we are grateful to you, O oh God. And that's where you put Havdalah. So that is the Mishnah. Now let us take a look at the Gemara. Oh. Mazkirin Kirin, Gishamim. So the Mishnah told us that we mentioned the power of rain um, in, the, uh, in the blessing of the resurrection of the dead. My Taima, why do we do this? Amar of Yosef, meaning why is it, what does rain have to do with the resurrection? So Amar of Yosef, Yosef says, The reason is, is because rain is equal or is just as important or just as significant as the resurrection of the dead. What does that mean? Uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, basically, the resurrection of the dead is giving life to human beings. And, of course, without rain, we would not be able to survive. We would not be able to live. So they're very similar. Therefore, we put the, the, the mention of the power of rain into the blessing of the resurrection of the dead. Okay, next part of the Gemara. We ask for rain and the blessing of the years. My time, what's the reason for that? Amar of Yosef, Yosef says, Parnasa. Because rain gives sustenance. Beverchas they therefore put the 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 um, request for rain in the blessing of sustenance, which is what the blessing of years is all about. It's asking God to sustain us. Okay. Next part of the Gemara. Bechonein hadas. So we said that we add in a Havdalah prayer. <laughs> in um on saturday nights into the blessing of god being the bestower of wisdom so my time what does havdallah have to do with wisdom um, Amr of yosef review says my time what's the reason that we put havdallah in the blessing of wisdom um, Amr of yosef, yosef says Mitoch shehi chachma. because havdallah and being able to differentiate between the kodesh and chol, between holiness and non and the non-holiness or between the light and between the darkness havdala is about differentiation in order to, to differentiate you need to have wisdom so they therefore placed the havdala in the blessing of wisdom that would seem that was an appropriate place and amri and the sages um and the sages tell us that the reason that they placed the the in the blessing of wisdom is is because the blessing of wisdom is mundane. What does that mean exactly? Well, the, the Amidah on Shabbos or on holidays is different than the Amidah during the week. And the first three blessings are actually the same on Shabbos and during the week. It's only once you get to the fourth blessing that it changes. And what's the fourth blessing during the week? Um, it's the blessing of wisdom. So it makes sense that... The, at the, the first time that you are clearly saying something that is weekday instead of Shabbos, that would be an appropriate point to say Havdalah. So that's the idea that the sages want to share as to why we put the Havdalah prayer on Saturday night into the fourth blessing because that is where you begin to see the difference between the weekday and Shabbos okay i rabbi ami speaking of wisdom rabbi ami tells us great is understanding or wisdom that it was placed at the um, at the beginning of the weekday blessings of shemona the weekday blessings of the amida so that's how important it is that it becomes the first the first thing that we're, we are requesting for during the week is actually is wisdom or understanding. So that shows us how important it is. Ve'omar Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Ami says, Gedola Deila, Shenitna, Osios. Great is understanding. As we see, it was placed between two letters, um, which also mean two names of God. Shenemah, as the verse says, Kikel, Deus Hashem. The God of Deus is Hashem or is God. So, the word God, Kel, is God, and the word Hashem is God, and the middle, and flanked by those names of God, is the word Deus, which is wisdom or understandings. And we also say, anybody that does not have understanding, you are not allowed to have mercy on them. As the verse says, am um, because he's not a nation that understands, therefore. Um, It's maker shall not have mercy on it. And um, the idea is, is that if somebody doesn't, you know, if somebody does things that are not the correct decisions because they don't have understanding or they they don't think about things beforehand, then you should not have mercy on them. Umrabalazar, Rabalazar says, Gadol Mikdash ben great is the holy temple in Jerusalem, because again it was placed between two names of God in the Torah Shunemar, as the verse says, Pa'alta Hashem Hashem. You have made Hashem, you have made O God the sanctuary of God. So we see the word sanctuary or, or the Mikdash or temple is placed between two names of God. And Rabbi says, "Call Adam Shish Bodeya, anybody that has understanding, kiivnlu nivne beis hamikdash beyamav." It's as if, it's as if, the temple was built in his days. Daya nitna bishneosios, because we see that understanding is placed between two names of God, as we said earlier. And mikdash nitam bishneosios, and we know that the word for the temple, the beis hamikdash, was placed between two of God's names. So we see from there. That um, so we conclude therefore that one who has understanding it's as if the base on Mikdash is as if the temple was built in his day. Okay, of Acha Karchi Na'a, Rav of Acha Karchi asked, Elomayata. But according to what you're saying, that because something is placed between two names of God, it obviously is very significant. But wait a minute. What about um Gedola n'kama shenitna osios? Does it follow then that revenge is great, is a great and significant wonderful thing because it's placed between two names of God as the verse says shenema as the verse says, Kel Hashem, O God of vengeance, are you Hashem? So we see the word revenge is placed between two names of Hashem. Does it mean that that's also very good, a really great thing? So Amar Le, so Abulazer said to him, and yes miha where it is appropriate it is a great thing so there are times where revenge is appropriate and then it's a great thing and this is what ula says um, so in that verse that we just quoted it says revenge twice and the question is is why does it have to say it twice one is for revenge or um or recompense in a in a in, for the positive you've done something good so you will be rewarded that type of revenge obviously that's we don't usually word that the word revenge has a pejorative understanding but it just means paying somebody back that could be positive and the other one is for for the bad meaning you did something bad you will be punished and we have a proof for this we see that um, that that revenge can be good, as the verse says, Hofiyah mehar paran, as it says, he appeared from har paran, from Mount Paran, meaning meaning God revealed himself to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai as a revenge, or meaning to pay back in a positive manner um, the fact that the Jewish people were willing to accept the Torah. Okay? And, and we see the same thing also for the negative, kel nekamah s'ashem, Kelno Kama Sofia, O oh God of Revenge, are you Hashem? Um, o oh God of Vengeance, appear and there it is to um, in that in that case it is to bring punishment to those that deserve it. Okay, now we're going to go on in the analysis of the Mishnah. Rebekiva Omer Omer Bracha Rabbi Rebekiva says um, you actually say Havdallah as its own fourth blessing. Yes, Rebbe Kiva had said again. Sorry that. Um, that you say havdala as its own separate bracha as it's as an extra blessing in the shimon esri and the amida so now we're going to analyze that let us see. the men of the great assembly they enacted for the jewish people brachos the blessings with and the prayer services kedushos Um, the Kiddush texts, the Havdalahs and the Havdalah. So meaning these great leaders, the men of the great assembly, who were the leadership of the Jewish people at the beginning of the time of the second temple, um, they enacted all of the texts for all of these different uh, prayer services, and they enacted the placement of them as well. So the question that we're going to have is as follows. Nechazi heichon takun. Why don't we just see how it was that these sages enacted the prayer service of Havdalah in the Amida? Shouldn't we know where they placed it? And if we knew where they placed it, how is there possibly a dispute as to when to say Havdalah in the Amidah? Amar um, leh, Yochanan responded as follows. He said to them, b'tfila. At first they did place it in tefillah in the Amidah. um, And that's what they did at first. But then things changed. He'eshiru, when the Jewish people became richer, they kivauha al-hakos, then they enacted that instead of saying havdalah, the havdalah prayer in the prayer service, instead you'll say it once you get home um, over a cup of wine. And it's quite possible that once the custom changed and we started to say it over a cup of wine instead of part of the prayer service in Shul, um, it could be what happened was is that we kind of for, we forgot, it became forgotten. The original custom became forgotten, and it became forgotten as to where we should say the Havdalah sp- service within the amida. And then what happened was, so now how did we end up this way where we do say it in the amida, Ha'enu when the Jewish people once again became not as rich, not as well-off, then they went and they um, reenacted that you say the Havdalah in the prayer service. And it was now at this point when they reenacted saying it during the prayer service, that's when, because it had been forgotten as to when it originally, how it was originally enacted in the prayer service, that's where a dispute arose as to when you say Havdalah within the Amida. <laughs> this time, though, when they did enact that you can say Havdallah in the prayer service, they said if you're going, if you're doing the prayer service, you, that you should do it in the prayer service, but also do it over a cup of wine once you get home from shul, and that's exactly what we do. Unless you are not financially able to do so, then you only say it in the prayer service. But anyways, that's where the dispute came from because the way they originally had enacted it was forgotten, because there had been a transition to a different custom um, at that point in time. Okay, it's Marnami Nami, and we also have a statement like this: Amar B'chibar Abba, Amar B'Yochanan B'chibar Abba said the name of B'Yochanan. Nesed HaGadola, the men of the Great Assembly, Tikkun Lehem Yisrael. They um, enacted for the Jewish people brachos, blessings, with filos and prayer services. Kiddushos um, v'Havdolos And Kiddush And the Kiddush And Havdalah bitfila At first They enacted That you say Havdalah Is part of the Amida, It's part of the prayer service Once the Jewish people Became more well off Kiva al-hakos They enacted it over To be said Over a cup of wine When the Jewish people Became less Well off They became poorer Poorer More poor then, then they went back to enacting it to be said in the prayer service. Vehim Amru, and they said, Hamabdul Bitfila, that you first, that the one who is saying Havdallah in the prayer service, Tariq should also make Havdallah over a cup of wine. So we just have, that corroborates what we had just said as to um, the, the, the concept that we had just shared. We have a statement that says exactly that. Okay, um, it's Marnami. We also have a statement that was also stated. Rabbah of Rav Yosef, Rabbi and Yosef both said that Hamavdul Bitfila, that somebody that says Havdala t- in the prayer service, should also say it over a cup of wine. Over a cup of wine. Now Amar Rava, says, Umosvina So we just said a statement that you say it in the prayer service, then over a cup of wine. Um, but we can ask on that from our teaching if you made a mistake and you forgot to mention the power of rain in the blessing of the resurrection of the dead the uh, second blessing of the shmona Esrei, or you forgot to request for rain and the blessing of the years so you actually have to repeat the entire shmona Esrei. But however, if you forgot to say Havdalah in the blessing for understanding, we do not make you repeat the entire Shmon Esrei. Because you can always just say the Havdalah over the cup of wine. Now, what this seems to tell us is, the way the wording was, is that you don't have to repeat Shmon Esrei, the Amidah, because you can say it over a cup of wine. That would seem to make it sound... That you don't have an obligation to say it over a cup of wine but you are are able to and in that scenario you should but it would seem to tell us that you do not have an obligation to say it over a cup of wine if you said it already in the prayer service so that would seem to contradict what we have been saying until now so we answer lo tame up don't say don't use the words in that brysa that you don't have to repeat one shay because you are able to say it after the cup of wine, uh, afterwards on a cup of wine ella ema rather use the words menesha omrah alakos rather you don't have to repeat shona shay the amida because you will be saying it over a cup of wine that's the proper way to understand the price that we just brought and then it's not a contradiction to our ruling it marnami we also have uh, we uh, it was also stated Amri ben Yamin ben Yamin ben FSS shall ribiosi asr biokhanan and sidan um ribiosi asr biokhanan and sidan va amri la rib shim ben yakov de min sar shbiokhanan some says rib shim ben yakov that um from tsor that asr biokhanan va anna and I heard um hamadov petfilot sergei abdalakov solo the question was as follows somebody that um made Havdalah in the amida um do they still need to make havdalah on a cup of wine afterwards or not and rabbi yochanan answered as follows you still need to make havdalah over a cup of wine um so now they asked a bit of a different question what happens if you already made havdalah on a cup of wine and you did not yet Davin, you did not yet do the amida do you still have to say havdalah in the prayer service. Kalvachomer Mitfila. We have a Kalvachomer, a a um 40 ori argument, which is basically if you see it in this case, we say something that all the more so in this case. So learn it out from prayer. let's see what that means. Uma tefila When we talk about havdallah in tefila, in prayer which was the primary enactment of the sages we say omri they said hamad bit fit we say that someone that says havdallah in the prayer service also has to say it over a cup of wine so all the more so Hamavdul al-hakos if you already if you made havdallah on a cup of wine the lav which was not the primary enactment of the sages then low kol came then all the more so you would still have to say havdallah in the shemona esrei in the amida which was the primary enactment of the sages okay of, uh, so we're still on this topic of havdallah. Tani of Acha aricha cameid rev chinana of a harika said um in front of rev chinana hamavdil Bitfila Meshubach Somebody that says Havdalah In the prayer service Is more praiseworthy Than someone that says Havdalah On a cup of wine However If you Both make Havdalah In this And with this So both in the prayer service And afterwards With a cup of wine Yanucholo Brachos Arosho Then they, may there be blessings On his head Hagufa Now seemingly We have a contra- an internal Contradiction In that brisa. Umrit, we said, We said that um, somebody that makes Havdalah in prayer is more praiseworthy than someone that makes it on the cup of wine. This would seem to then let us know, this would seem to then tell us that saying Havdalah in prayer alone is enough the Hadar and then after that it says if you make of in both cases in both prayer and again on a cup of wine then you then may you have blessings on your head um now the question is the but wait a minute if you are able to fulfill your obligation with one uh with only saying at one time then why how could you possibly say that if you say it twice it's praiseworthy once you said it once, you already fulfilled your obligation, and then it just becomes almost like a brachel of Atala, which is a blessing for no reason, which is actually anything but praiseworthy. It would end up being then a blessing that was unnecessary, which is a very negative thing. And Rav says, and some say it was and some say that both says, um, now we're just going to show you how bad of a thing it is to say a blessing that's not necessary. Anybody that makes a blessing that was not necessary over mishum lo sisa transgresses the prohibition of you shall not say God's name in vain, which is one of the Ten Commandments. So how do we reconcile this? So ella Mahachi, rather say that this is what the Braisa means. If you said havdallah. In one in either words you said havdallah during the prayer and you did not say it in the other which would be a reference to saying uh, havdallah over a cup of wine then let blessings rest on his head so we see according to this Braissa that saying havdallah once over prayer is what you should be doing Um, and you absolutely should not be saying it again then over a cup of wine so that's where we are right now and we'll uh, talk more about havdallah in our next podcast. Have a uh, wonderful Shabbat, and uh, we'll be in touch soon.